following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. (laughs) Yes. Allow me to puff as well. Mm. Uh, Those are some powerful herbs. (laughs) Giving me dark visions. Shall we pack this again? I, I'm not getting visions. I'm not sure if it's working, is it? Oh. Visions. Oh. Visions. Thaddeus, are you seeing what I'm seeing? You making a fool of yourself. <laughs> I think Jacko's a Rapino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. Hold on one second here. The Jacko. Welcome everybody to another episode of Inside the Jackal's Head right here on the PSN Radio Network. I am the host, the Jackal, and the sound you're hearing is of our guest tonight, Mr. Young Kano. This is from his first mixtape, Purple Haze. We're going to be with him in about 30 minutes to talk to him and interview him, and also, he's going to drop a freestyle. That's right, check this out. People talk to me, real around me when you walk with me. It's the purple haze effect. The haze effect. The purple haze effect. The purple haze effect. This the purple haze effect. The haze effect. The purple haze effect. The purple haze effect. This the purple haze effect. The haze effect. The purple haze effect. The purple haze effect. This the purple haze effect. The haze effect. The purple haze effect. The purple haze effect. That's right, the purple haze effect can be described in many ways. We know what he's talking about. Now, uh, I'm going to tell everybody how I came to know Young Kano. Uh, And it's kind of a funny story, really. If you have a minute and we have about an hour. I came to know Young Kano on thisis50.com a couple years ago. And actually, I kind of met him right after I met Senile, which I'm sure everybody who listens to this show is very familiar with. Uh, Senile's been on the show. He's a good friend, and uh, we've done a couple tracks. Me and Senile became good friends, uh, and we met on thisis50.com. I had dropped a couple of my tracks on there, and he replied saying he liked some of my stuff to check out his stuff, and I went and checked out his stuff. And, you know, then we did a track together, me and Senile. And as I'm looking around This Is 50, I found Young Kano, and I found a couple other dudes who were really, really good. And I reached out to them and said, yo, man, I really enjoy your music. And on and off, we've been kind of corresponding for the last couple of years. And tonight he is going to be with us, and we're going to you know, hear who he is. I'm going to introduce him to the world of radio, who might not be aware of who Young Kano is. He does have a really cool uh, SoundCloud, if you guys go check out some of the music on there. It's uh, soundcloud.com forward slash Young Kano. You can check out all his music, or at least a lot of it, right on there. He also has uh, Young Kano on uh, YouTube, Kano TV, I think, on Kano TV. Um, you guys can check him out there. And uh, really cool dude, man. I'm actually going to cut a track with him. Uh, in the next uh, couple of days, I'm going to get the uh, the mix down of it, and we're going to debut that on this show probably next week, maybe, in a week or two. Uh, by the way, the YouTube account is youtube.com 
forward slash Kano TV. Petey just handed me the uh, memo here with the exact YouTube address. So if you guys want to check out his YouTube account, again, it's youtube.com forward slash Kano TV. And the Kano is spelled K-A-N-O. And, of course, TV is just T and V. Traditional. Right, Pete? Yeah, that's about right. All right, Petey says that's about right. So there you go. Young Kano will be with us in about 25 minutes. we got a couple of uh, new stories we're going to get to. Oh, I dropped uh, my pen. That's not good. A couple of things in the news that's been going on. In fact, there is something that I wanted to get to before I even get to the news stuff. Uh, because there's a crazy rumor going around, and uh, it's it's kind of bugging me. Now, the rumor is that I have sock accounts on Twitter. And, and that I go by the name of Pablo on Twitter. And it's a, a crazy rumor started by a, a crazy person online. And uh, I wanted to dispel that rumor uh, today. Uh, I might actually have a call from uh, Pablo in a little bit um, as I open up the uh, Skype here and I uh, get everything ready so I can take calls in a few minutes. Uh, so we might be joined by the Pablo from Twitter. And uh, we're going to dispel a, a nasty, vicious rumor that me and him are indeed the same person. So, Pablo, if you're out there listening, and I know you are, call on in. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. This is, of course, psn-radio.com and, of course, soflowradio.com as well as carrying the show every week. And what do we do on here? We talk geek stuff, and we're going to get into some geek-related news as I await Mr. Pablo to call into the show. Uh, first thing I wanted to uh, get to, and uh, there's, there's a lot of, of course, negative uh, stuff always concerning Star Wars, right? Like, uh, you know, ever since the prequels came out, it's been like one uh, bad thing after the other. And I, I'm look, I'm a big supporter of Star Wars. I'm a huge fan. I've said it on this show, on the Roundtable show, I've said it multiple times. Um, I'm a huge fanboy for Star Wars. Uh, that's never going to change. And I love what's happening now with uh, the sequels. You know, J.J. Abrams is uh, directing uh, Episode 7, and uh, apparently he's only going to do Episode 7, by the way. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. He's not doing Episode 7, 8, and 9. He's only doing Episode 7 from the looks of it. Uh, Since that's the case, you know, he has a lot of time to really focus on what he's doing with this movie. And uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. And now we just got word uh, that they're talking about doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi feature film as a spin-off. Now, the way this is going to work, okay, for all you Star Wars uh, enthusiasts out there, uh, this is how they're going to do this. Uh, it's going to be uh, episode uh, se- you know, 7, 8, 9, maybe 10, 11, 12 later on. But in between, they're going to have these spin-off movies. They're going to have like their own little life. They might be their own little series of films. And uh, Ewan McGregor has said in the past that he wants to come back and do some more Star Wars-related stuff. So it looks now like this is going to happen. In fact, uh, report is, and check this out, this is coming from uh, comicbookmovie.com. It says, we know that Gareth Edwards, who just directed Godzilla, and uh, Josh Tank, who directed Chronicle, have already been hired uh, for two upcoming Star Wars spinoff movies, but now a new report claims that the lead character in another one of the future standalone movies might be none other than Obi-Wan Kenobi, like I said. It says, making, the Star Wars, uh, making Star Wars have well been uh, making a name for themselves lately uh, with some pretty interesting scoops and set photos. Uh, making Star Wars is a website, by the way. 
Uh, says a new report over there on the site says that they might just uh, have an intriguing yet, however, as their source uh, might be accurate, it says uh, in a quote, I've heard uh, from quite a few people that the new Obi-Wan Kenobi movie is in the works for the spin-off movies. Uh, they are initially going to stay away from any Jedi or Sith characters, but I'm hearing now because of the popularity of Obi-Wan, fans recently voting for him on an official website, the StarWars.com website, and our team is now working actually on maybe uh, making the movie. It says there, with, there's a writer on the concept uh, for an Obi-Wan movie, and it says if this is indeed true, there's obviously a very early, it's very at a very early stage. Uh, but there's very little more that, of, of an idea right now, more than anything else. But uh, they're talking about it, and I think where they're going to go with this is going to be somewhere in between episodes, like, say, um, 3 and 4. Because we kind of already seen Obi-Wan in episode 1 as, you know, a young Jedi or whatever. So I think they're going to go with episode 3, you know, between 3 and 4, those lost years. Uh, they you, we, we just don't know what he was doing, what he was up to. So we know he was in hiding on Tatooine, right? That that much is clear. We know that much, but uh, we don't know much of anything else. So uh, let's see, uh, you know, where, the, where they're going to go with this. This is an interesting, um, you know, scenario. And uh, check this out. We're live on the air now with uh, our caller, Pablo. Pablo, you're live on Inside of Jackal's Head. Let's dispel some rumors. Are you me? Pablo, are you there? Yes, I'm here. There you go. That's his voice. <laughs> He's laughing. See? Now, like I, I said I, earlier, unless I'm a magician, I can't be you. No, there's no way you could be me. And there's no way I could be you either, so I don't know. Now, what do you think about these vicious rumors going around that you're that you're me and that I'm you? Not that it's too vicious, because I'm a pretty cool guy, and you're a pretty cool guy, so... I think it's know. ridiculous. I'm not going to mention no names, but there is three guys out there that are thinking that I am you and you or I am... You know, it's confusing to me. It is, a little bit, to me um, too. But yeah. Am I me, or are you me? Am, who am I? I'm I mean, jackal, you right? live... I, I think you live in Miami, right? I live in Miami, not in Palmsdale, Florida. Let's get that straight. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, I live in California, like right by Glendale, you know, all of L.A. and all that. So there's no way. I mean, like if you could go to my profile on YouTube and check on those links, they'll tell you what, how many years this website's been on and it says where I'm at. I mean, there's no way I could be you and you making a fake profile. That, that's ridiculous. No way. So there we go, debunked right here on Inside the Jackal's Head. I am not Pablo. Pablo's not me. He has his own life. And yes. uh, what he does with his life is his business. I do not control nobody's uh, Twitter account. So yeah. there you go. Uh, but look, I was talking about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the movie, and uh, we, you know, we have about 10 minutes before i got to go on break. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, um, I mean, are you interested at all in Star Wars? Are you a fan? Oh, yes, I'm a big fanboy, but I don't know anything about the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, so... Well, they announced uh, they're actually uh, thinking about doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff movie. Uh, anybody who's been following the developments with uh, what's going on with Star Wars knows that uh, they're doing a bunch of movies. You know, Disney bought the rights to doing a, the, the spinoffs. Uh, Boba Fett might be done. Han Solo might get done into a film. Now they're talking about doing Obi-Wan Kenobi as one of the spinoff movies. Uh, which is interesting because this is actually something that Ewan McGregor was hinting at about a year ago uh, when they first announced that um, they were thinking about you know doing spin-off movies as well. He said that he would love to come back to play Obi-Wan and do, and, you know, do the part oh, again, wow. uh, which is big. I mean, if they can get Ewan McGregor to reprise that role. I mean, look, for all the flack the prequels took, and yeah, they took a lot of, uh, a lot of flack, yeah. uh, the one actor everybody admitted was awesome in the prequels was mm -hmm. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
I mean, we have to see how the movie comes out first, right? Well, episode seven, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if that's a if that's a flop, that kind of changes the spectrum of everything that's going to happen. Uh, but if it's a mega success, which I'm thinking that's what it's going to be, you know, a huge success. Uh, if that's the case, then you know the sky's the limit, man. They'll go on with episode eight, nine, and all the spinoff movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Fanboys are going to really be happy when they get that uh, Boba Fett movie. Oh, that's going to be awesome. That'd be great. I can see. I can picture it right now. Are you kidding me? Oh, man, I've been look. I got buddies of mine who are like diehard Boba Fett fans. They got tattoos, and some of them want to get tattoos and everything of Boba Fett. And uh, I know a bunch of uh, people that are going to go like bananas just over that movie. So uh, there's a huge fan base for Boba Fett, which is funny because he didn't really do much in the, in the in the original movies. Like, you think there could be a girl version of Boba Fett in there? There might if be. There is I a don't... Boba Fett there movie. Might be. Well, remember the old extended universe, which is not canning any anymore. Uh, Boba Fett had a daughter, oh, somewhere, damn. so okay. which took up the mantle as Boba Fett, kind of. So there is a female Boba Fett in the you know the extended universe. So I don't know if they if they might bring that back. Who knows? Okay, that'd be interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Pablo, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate yeah, no problem, you calling into the show and uh, debunking the rumor that you're me and I'm you and we're together the same person. Nope. Not happening. Nope. But you're a cool guy, man. Stay cool. All right. Stay classy. Thanks, All right. Take care, dude. You take care, bro. Thank you for calling. All right. Yeah, no problem. Bye. There you go, Pablo. Dispelling rumors, nasty gossip. I am not Pablo. Which is really funny because I'm Latino, so I could be a Pablo, I guess. Yeah, maybe not. Anyway, uh, moving on to our next uh, story here because I only have a few minutes uh, before I get off of uh, here for commercials. We have a Ben Affleck story. That's right, my favorite actor, Ben Affleck. Huh? You you know I like Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, man. Well, Ben Affleck here says that he shares Batman's rage, and he explains why he took the movie Batman vs Superman. And uh, he says here, and uh, this is a pretty funny uh, picture. In fact, I'm gonna post this on uh, my Skype account. If you guys want to check out the article, it's gonna be on Skype in a couple seconds. Here, you can go to uh, Skype dot, or not Skype. I'm sorry, our Twitter account. Uh, you can go to twitter.com forward slash the Jacqueline. You'll see the uh, the article itself that I'm gonna read here. It says Ben Affleck is doing the promotional rounds for his uh, movie Gone Girl, which means he occasionally discusses Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, which is in the process of being made. It says here in the new interview with uh, the Sunday Times, Affleck summed up why he took the role of Batman in Batman vs Superman, and as well as revealing a certain character trait that he shares with the Dark Knight Batman himself. It says as far as why he took the role, Affleck said. And I quote, to get the exposure to a movie of, uh, of this scale uh, is an education. He also hinted that Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, might make it easier to get some of his personal directing projects moving. But he was careful to point out that he didn't look down on Batman. Affleck revealed that his taste includes both art films and really good commercial movies. As far as how he relates to Batman, Affleck revealed they both share this characteristics of rage. I never really, you know, took uh, Ben Affleck for a guy full of rage. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I really never thought that, you know, he was full of rage. I don't know, I don't see rage uh-huh. in his face, but it says here, I think it's necessary historically in the tradition of these films, um, Affleck said. For me, anger is so deeply buried and contained that when it comes, it does come out, it comes out in a stronger burst. 
I tend to be respectful, polite, and get along. I put up with uh, a lot, put up with, and I put up with. Uh, then when I finally, when it finally emerges, it's something that I have a ton of control over. I'm not gonna get into uh, the Wolverine Berserker rage, but I do have. Uh, I but I do have. I do. That's what he said, guys. But I do have a. I do. Dot dot dot. Affleck stopped his uh, sentence to explain it was his trait of his personality, which uh, he wasn't boasting about, uh, but which he considered to be a character flaw. It's an interesting revelation by Affleck because it likely hints at how he will portray Batman. Uh, early leaked set footage uh, shows Affleck in, uh, as Bruce Wayne rescuing people amid a rubble and destroying buildings. And destroyed buildings. Uh, could Affleck uh, see, hold rage about all the destruction caused in Superman's fight with Zod. Maybe he's all full of rage because of that. Maybe they're going to do like a little flashback type of thing where they show what he was doing during the destruction of uh, Man of Steel. And that's where they're filming. I don't know. It's uh, possible. Uh, but it's kind of funny that he claims he's full of rage. Don't want to see him when he gets angry. Ben Affleck. I don't know. I, I just do not see rage out of Ben Affleck. But anyway, moving on. Uh, somebody who definitely has a lot of rage right now is uh, Ray Rice. And uh, this is uh, going into a little sports here on the inside the Jackal's head. Ray Rice, uh, to appeal his NFL uh, suspension, in his indefinite suspension. Uh, I know you guys have been following this story. Ray Rice, of course, the uh, Baltimore Ravens player who knocked the shit out of his wife. Okay, he knocked the hell out of this woman. I saw the video. It's not pretty. It was not pretty at all, and, uh, you know, they suspended him indefinitely, uh, which is good. That's what they should do. You should never hit a woman, period. There's no excuse for it. I don't care if she's in your face screaming and yelling. You just don't do that, man. And spe- especially, you know, it, when you're that kind of a celebrity, and you're, I mean, you have to be really stupid to do something like this, to do anything in the public. When you're this kind of a celebrity, I mean, this guy's a moron. Not only is he a wife beater, he's a moron to boot. Now, this year, while the NFL is under intense scrutiny for its handling of the domestic violent case, uh, the disgraced free agent running back is set to appeal his indefinite suspension on Monday. Reported uh, Mike Florio of uh, Mike Florio of uh, the Football Talk on Sunday, citing multiple unnamed league sources. Florio reported that the appeal is imminent and will be handled by the NFL Players Association uh, and an outside lawyer retained by Rice himself. ESPN's Adam Schaefer subsequently uh, told reporters uh, or reported that Rice will be appealing his indefinite suspension, uh, suspension, also citing an unnamed source himself. Following the off-season domestic violence arrest uh, for an incident that occurred at a casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey, back in February, Rice was initially suspended for only two games by the NFL in July. Only two games. Now, the only reason this uh, punishment was upgraded uh, to an indefinite band was because of the way that the reports came out and the way the league took on so much heat for only suspending him for two games. He knocked the crap out of his wife. If you look at that video, I mean, he, he hit her like if she was a man. 
NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell wrote in a letter received by the NFLPA on Friday, uh, reported that he said, and it is important that new information that warrants rec- uh, reconsideration uh, of the discipline imposed on you in July. He said, uh, the video shows a starkly different sequence of the events from what you and your representatives stated when we met on June 16. So Roger Goodell is trying to clean himself for that initial two-game suspension by saying, hey, look, that initial report you gave us of what happened? Well, it didn't jive with what the video shows. So now you're getting an indefinite suspension for not only hitting your wife, but lying about it. You scumbag uh-huh. loser. I mean, not only does he beat his wife, but he has to he has the, the cojones to lie about it. Yeah, but wait yeah, but wait a second. No, 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 there's no wait a second. The guy is a certifiable You jackass. Exactly. Uh Look, this guy should never play in the NFL again. I don't care. Look, I know there's a lot of uh, celebrities coming out now saying that he should be allowed to play again in the NFL. Yeah, man. I do not agree with that. I think he should never play again. Yes, Sonny, yes. Never. If this guy ever steps in the NFL again, I'm not watching another football game. I'm not. Uh, I mean, this is it'll be a disgrace for the league. It really would. Somebody has to put their foot down, and the fans need to put their foot down. Uh, he needs to stay suspended indefinitely. Anybody who watches that video and has any respect for this guy uh, needs to check themselves, really. Now, uh, this has really gotten ugly. Goodell, the, uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, uh, has actually been attacked over this because of the initial two-game suspension. Uh, there's actually some must-go banners that have been flying over stadiums at uh, pressure, uh, as they're trying to add pressure on the NFL commissioner to resign. All right, The campaign to oust NFL commissioner Roger Goodell has taken to the skies, folks. A woman's advocacy group uh, says here, Ultraviolet is flying banners that read, and uh, you can check them out at Ultraviolet on uh Twitter, by the way, and uh, this year over the NFL uh, stadiums on Sunday, and the banners read, uh, Commissioner Cadell must go. And it has their hashtag and uh, their information on this, so everybody can go into the hashtag. And if you go to uh, hashtag uh, Goodell must go, you can put that on Google, I'm sure, and uh, you'll be able to get all their information on there. Uh, but they're flying these banners over there with that hashtag, so I mean, they're trying to get the point across. They're trying to get this guy to either resign or, or somehow get fired. So, uh, you know, this is getting ugly for the NFL. I don't know if he's going to end up losing his job, but I, I, I'm not really that angry at Roger Goodell. I don't think it's so much his fault. I mean, he, he, the initial report was that she kind of fell over and hurt herself and knocked herself out. That's kind of like what, you know, Rice said at first. So going on that report, and she didn't want to press charges because, you know, she's... well. Yes, but... No, I mean, look, she, she's his wife. You know, there's a lot of money you involved. Bet? And and she's trying to also save face, and uh, you know she's trying to make sure that she is well taken care of money wise. So I don't blame her for not you know coming forward right, right away and and uh, doing what she had to do really and getting this guy thrown in, in jail because you really, turd, you don't hit a woman, period. Uh, but you know I don't blame Roger Goodell. Uh, you know I like the fact that he stepped up and he suspended this guy indefinitely, and he needs to stick to that, or they both need to get out of the NFL. Because it really is a disgrace uh, to have uh, something like this happen. And, and to allow it would be even worse. It would be just adding icing to the disaster cake. And the NFL really does not need another uh, you know disaster like this. Uh, so, guys, we're going to uh, cut the news off here. And we're going to go to, quit, uh, to a quick commercial break. We're going to be back in a few minutes. On the other side of the break, we're going to come back with the real Young Kano. And we're going to hear some of his music from uh, his new mixtape, The Purple Haze Effect. 
In fact, I'm going to uh, go to break with some music from his original Purple Haze Effect, the first mixtape. And then when we come back, we're going to play on a little bit later. We're going to play some of the new stuff. This is Good Day. Check it out. Up in the morning and I gotta thank God for allowing me to live another day that's never odd. I'm really thinking that today is a good day. Dollars on my mind, so I'm gonna get it anyways. Fresh out the shower with some food on the stove, with some drinks in the fridge, and my family that I know ate a little food and I had to leave the house. I had to meet my girl, but didn't know what it was about. Walking out the door with no beef on the mind. Dogs are not broken, but the feeling was fine. Got up in my car cause I had to ride out Wanted to see my girl soon to put that fire out Stop at the light, cops roll right past me Didn't look or even wanna ask me The feeling's great and nobody got hit in T-Time LA Today was a good day Living with my peace in any way All I gotta say is today was a good day Money on my mind to get paid all I gotta say is today was a good day Living with my peace in any way All I gotta say is today was a good day Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer With key information solutions Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs While keeping you on the cutting edge of technology Preventative maintenance and networking support Hardware and custom built computers Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff For your home or office With affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates To fit anyone's budget Call Key Information Solutions now 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. All systems are functional. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. Who's your favorite superhero? My name is Steve Yunus from SupermanHomePage.com. And now I'm a voice inside the Jackal's head. And who makes them look that cool? Hey, this is Mark McKenna here. I'm a comic book artist for 25 years for Marvel and DC Comics. And I'm a voice inside the Jackal's head. Only on PSN Radio. <laughs> the 
George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban feller. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to PSN Radio, the best in talk radio anywhere on the internet. Yeah, this is real hip hop. Real hip hop at its finest. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Let me drop bombs on ya, some real bombs on ya, some 90s style feel, that's that unsung on ya, I'm so hip-hop, everybody, that should be my name, every time I Alright everybody, the sounds you're listening to right there is the real Young Kano, and he's on the line with us, Young Kano walking right inside the jackal's head, my friend, how you doing tonight? Yo, what it do, bro, man, glad to be on the show, man, appreciate that, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm good, dog, you feel me? Yo, it's been a long time coming, man, I've known you for a minute now, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's glad I'm mean, glad to have you on, man. But it's really good to hear your voice and to uh, finally, you know, rap with you a little bit about your music. Cause I've been a fan for a while, man, and I play a lot of uh, tracks here from independent artists and stuff. And me and you've gone back now, now like about what about two, three years? Now more like so, four years, bro. Like four years, right? Yeah, it's been a while, man. Time flies, doesn't it? But uh, yo, you know, you just uh, you got a new mixtape you're coming out with. It's the second part of the uh, Purple Haze Effect. We're playing one of the tracks right now, Winter Circle. And we played only yeah. a little snippet of it. We're going to play the entire thing in about 15 minutes. Tell us about this track about Winter Circle and, you know, what, uh, you know, how did you start writing some of the uh, the stuff for the mixtape coming up? Well, the song Winter Circle, that's basically the concept of the record. is basically based off of feeling like you're a winner. If you feel uh-huh. like you're a winner and you feel like you're out there doing it better than what other people might think of you, you know what I'm saying, you have to prove them that you're a winner of everything. So I basically wrote that for everybody that feel like they they better than what people may say about them. Or for the people that's in that in that circle that's just constantly winning by everything. Nice. See, that's what I like, man. What I like to hear, man, because you're, you're a very positive dude. And tell us about some of your influences in hip hop, man. Like, what you know got you started uh, in, in the whole you know hip hop. Man, um, just listening to music, man. I had a, a cousin. Um, he used to be a rap. He used to rap fast, like Twister. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, oh, yeah. he, had, he he had passed away like four years ago. Um, Unfortunately, of a drug overdose. So, um, rest in peace to my cousin Torrance. You know what I'm saying? Sorry to hear that, man. 
Yeah, man, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it happens. Um, but he was one of my influences, but, but I'm an old-school artist, so I listen to a lot of old-school music, like Gone Thugs and Harmony, Tupac, uh, Biggie, Big L, Big Pun, um, Coogee Rap, Kumo D, Busy B, uh, KRS-One, Boogie Down Productions, just to name a few, man. You know, and I'm, and I'm listening to a lot of underground, man. I listen to, uh, this, uh, Harlem rapper by the name of, uh, Charles Hamilton. He had a song called Brooklyn Girls, and you already know about like four years ago how we how I, I played that song Southern Girls from you. Yep. Your, uh, and you was like, man, that's that's cold, bro. And he was like, where <laughs> you got that beat from? I said, I, said, I, I told you uh, I had Jack uh, Charles Hamilton beat that for that Brooklyn Girls, and I made the Southern version of it because he liked to make something for the East Coast. So I just had to make something for the Southern Girls, Southern version. But I, I just took out old school and a lot of uh, underground artists, though. You feel me? Yeah, man. And it comes through in your music too, because you do have like a little bit of a throwback. Uh, feel to like your music and stuff, uh, which is really cool, man. I like the, I like a lot of the samples too that I'm hearing on the mixtapes, by the way. Like much yeah, props on, on that. Yeah, like um, a lot of a lot of my mixtapes, you know, so I like to do something like you know sample it. You know what I'm saying? This one I did half and half. Half I sampled it and half I actually made from scratch. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, because I know you're gonna play what party up. I know party up is another single we're gonna, y'all gonna hear if y'all haven't heard yep. it. I made that beat from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And I like I just want to make that record into something that's like authentic. You know what I'm saying? Unique. You know what I'm saying? So this whole mixtape is really unique and it's really more personal than the first one because I wanted to let people know. You know what I'm saying? More of what I went through, or what people could relate to. You know what I'm saying? So y'all get the mixtape September 30th. Well, tell us a little bit about your background, man. Like, go a little bit more in, de- in detail, like, you know, uh, coming up, and uh, tell us about your, like, your area and stuff, and, like, your, you know, the people around you, and uh, what got you, like, you know, actually motivated, besides your cousin. Well, man, you know, um, I used to stay in uh, Homago, Louisiana. It's like an hour away from New Orleans, and it's kind of like a mini New Orleans. They got a lot of poverty, a lot of drama, violence, yep. whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I grew up around that. And I'm living in Tibet right now and still going through a lot of civil poverty and drama and violence. But I used to be a battle rapper back in the days, you know what I'm saying? I used to battle rap and do that type of stuff. And then I really got into it, like started writing when I was like 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? I was just rapping as a younger, but I just really got seriously took it seriously around 14, writing songs and start writing for other people. And I just had to get deeper into what I went through. Like I said, what I went through and what people could, people could relate to, you feel me? So, how old are you, now, by the way? Right 23. Now, I just turned 23 on September 10th. Now, let me ask you a question. As a new artist coming into the game, because, you know, like, hip-hop has changed a lot. The reason I wanted to get into, like, your background a little bit is because, you know, with your background, you share some traits of, like, some other artists that's come up, you know, with, you know, with, uh, you know your your history and stuff, but they've came up at a different time. The game's changed a lot in the last 10, 15 years, especially with the Internet and stuff. Uh, have you seen, like, has it been harder, you think, for yourself, like an independent artist, to come up and and uh, get a little bit of recognition within, you know, bigger names, or like to, to show your case your music? Is, do you find it a little bit easier, or a little bit harder uh, than it would be like ten, fifteen years ago? It's, it's like a little bit of both because nowadays hip hop has evolved so much to the point where we we as in people we really want to get out of that la la, out of that uh, reality zone. And going to more of a, a fantasy life, you know what I'm saying? Because nowadays a lot of rappers talk about the same thing, money, cars, clothes, yep. how many women they can get and all that. But for me, you know what I'm saying, I could rap about that stuff, but it's, most of the time it's not for me because 
I'm still living in reality to this day. I'm still living in the hood to this day. You feel me? So, so the, the hip hop now is just it's better than what it was, but at the same time, it's not because I agree. With with basically the clothes that we wear now, we usually wear it. I'm real, I'm a '90s person, so I still wear it, like the '90s type clothes. With I can you catch me wearing camouflage clothing <laughs> or whatever, yeah, or or you know wearing the loose clothes. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not into wearing them tight jeans or tight shirts and nothing like that. I'm not I'm not even into wearing jewelry. I don't even so like you jewelry. you ain't you ain't gonna be seen in a music video wearing skinny jeans anytime soon. Hell no. <laughs> What do you say? Like that. This that's like the funniest fashion we make. Cause like back in the '90s, it was all about baggy clothes and you know and being like the hardest dude you can in, in hip hop. And now it's like you see some of these rappers out, man. It's like I don't know what the hell's happening to like hip hop. It's like a lot of these are like fruity rappers, man. You get like, and, and I'm gonna drop a couple names. Like Lil Wayne, for example. Lil Wayne uh, dresses with the skinny jeans and like he's very like out there flamboyant, you know what I mean? Like, And that's a trend that is like kind of a scary trend for him. No, 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 but it, it didn't stem from Lil Wayne, it stemmed from Dipset. If you look at Dipset, like, when they first came out, they was wearing all the bag clothes, and then after a while, then they uh, started doing that. It was originally the ones that had did that, like Jim Jones and uh, Joel Santana and Cameron. And then right. that, uh, Lil, Wayne, Lil Wayne took it to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays it's not just that. They have piercings in their lips. They have eye piercings, and they got yeah, nose yeah, piercings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, you know, I look at it. You know, you know that's their fashion. If they want to go into that lane, that's them. But for me, I'm not gonna never go into that fashion because that's not my style or my place to even do that. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. you know, I, ain't, I I don't have nothing against gay people. That's them. But me, I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Putting it out I'm there. Not, Let's put it out there. Yeah, they, that's you know pretty much what it is. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it, a spade is a spade, I man. When you dress like that, you pretty much are saying that's what you are. I mean, yeah, that's what you know. Like I said, that's them. You know what I'm saying? I really yeah. respect them. They can do what they do. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, people just look at what the fashion look. Look at Kanye West and what he wears. You know what I'm saying? Look at all these other artists that, that look wear what they wear. You know what I'm saying? I respect them, their music, but the style. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes me question who they really are. You know what I'm saying? My thing is. In hip hop together, we lack we lack originality. You know what I'm saying? Agreed, we lack yeah. origin, we, we lack originality. We we like basically like to bite off of each other's styles nowadays. You know what I'm saying? And then want to sound like somebody. Yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna give you an example. Um, I'm, I'm gonna give you an example like video game wise. You know what I'm saying? If you look at this new generation, people might have heard of Super Mario Bros. Right, but they never played it. Right. Now, if you look at the generations, like, back in the days, like, how we play Mario, we could play it, play it and beat the first level of the actual stage. Yep. But now, the new generation, they couldn't, they can't get past the first stage without dying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, at I hear the end you. Of the day, at the end of the day, we're at, we're in a new generation. You know what I'm saying? Of, of musicians and rappers. But a lot of these rappers have a purpose, like underground rappers have a purpose. They want to rap, but they want to rap about what everybody else is rapping about. So that's why a lot of people are not getting signed. Only way they're getting signed nowadays is labels are looking for almost the same thing that they're doing, but look at how the record sales is not selling and everything like that. It's, it's become like very generic, like rappers are, are generic yeah. now. I remember back in like the day, man, when like I was growing up in the 90s. I'm, I'm slightly older than you. I'm in my 30s. I'm mid-30s right now. So I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I saw like hip-hop from like the beginning to N.W.A. to Pac, you know, Biggie, Nas. You know, I saw all these dudes come up. I seen, you know, the legends come up as I was a kid growing up, and I listened to all these dudes. And, you know, listening to like even the music back then, 
you know, these guys are characters themselves, but they're like portraying certain important messages. Uh, now it's like all watered down and it's very like generic. And even the rappers right. look generic. Like there's uh, mainstream rap is really like you said, the corporations are finding these rappers. Uh, they're the ones that they're pushing out there. And uh, a lot of them are just really ringtone rappers, not really talented at all lyrically. And that's what I like about cats like you and uh, about senile and about a few other cats that I found when I was uh, browsing on this is 50.com. You know, I think that's where the real talent is. Not on thisis50.com only, but I mean, like, on the underground scene. Like, a lot of the underground cats are, like, really are the ones that are bringing lyrically uh, hip-hop back. Because the mainstream is, to me, dead. It died 15 years ago, to be honest with you. If you, if you look at the situation, like, for me, you know what I'm saying, I like I said, I stimulate back on my background, my upbringing, mm-hmm. where I come from, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I bring originality. But people keep getting misconcepted that I've been producing beats, making beats longer than I've been rapping. But real talk, I've been rapping longer than I've been making beats. You know what I'm saying? And what I do is, like, when everybody hear my style or my sound, I take it I take it to feel back to the 90s and people love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but in my own city, you know what I'm saying? I love my city of Tibet. I love Tibet of Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? And we got rappers here, too. But, you know, some of the rappers... You know, portrayal lifestyle, you know what I'm saying, the murder life and all that, you know what I'm saying. That's their thing. You know what I'm saying? My thing is I try to uh, spread a positive message, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying mm-hmm. to spread peace and peace to everybody, you know what I'm saying. We ain't got, we don't have to shoot up nobody to prove a point, you know what I'm saying, just to make a name for yourself. Because if you're in the streets, there's only two things that can happen to you if you're in the streets. You'll be dead or in jail, you know what I'm talking about. And I want people to understand I bring real hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? I bring reality, you know what I'm saying, what, what I see goes on. So when y'all hear this new mixtape, The Purple Hater's Effect 2, y'all going to hear songs that's really going to touch your nerves because you're going to really yep. understand where I'm coming from, you know what I'm saying? But with the music that I, that I make and my SSG squad make, we make real hip-hop. We make real hip-hop. You might hear some stuff that, that, that will make your mouth drop, your jaw drop, you know what I'm <laughs> Now we're we're gonna play Winter Circle here in a, in a minute, but um, also you know I announced on the show that I'm actually doing a track with you, and you know we talked about it uh, briefly here before air. Uh, we are gonna put a song together. Uh, it's um, let me see, pour your drinks up. That's the name of the track, and it will be out uh, for this next mixtape you got coming up. Uh, that's been a lot of fun, man. I went into the studio this past weekend, laid the vocals down, and uh, the mix. I mean, that song is is dope, man. The mixtape sounds like it's gonna be really really good. I mean, all the tracks that I've heard so far have been excellent, and uh, like I said, I'm, we're gonna play uh, Winter Circle here. In, in just a minute, uh, but I also wanted to ask you: uh, Do you plan to put an LP out on uh, on the you know, on the actual market anytime soon, or are you just planning to do mixtapes? Because honestly, right now the way uh, music is uh, going, you really don't have to put music on the major market anymore. I mean, you put stuff online, mixtapes, you could flood the internet with mixtapes, and you could blow up just like that without even getting a third party company involved. Especially when you're really well, talented. Well, I do. Pl- I plan on putting an EP out. You know what I'm okay. saying? Uh, this winter. You know, uh, called reality check. So it's like gonna be it's gonna be the five track or seven track uh, EP, and I nice. plan on dropping that like around the winter time. And of course, you will be on there too, though. So you know, you want we gonna have another clap on, on that particular nice. EP too. So um, we're working on that, and everybody been asking me this too, though, uh, for next year um, to to release Ghetto City Five. So. Can I uh, tell them a, a little history about Ghetto City right quick? You know, short yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. Well, Ghetto City came out, the first one came out in 2010. 
And Ghetto City is basically a metaphor for what hip-hop is today. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the mixtape covers, you see it's in self-destruction. When you get to the second one, it's really in destruction. The third one is it has gone back to destruction, but it's, it's like you're the last person standing. And the fourth one is is basically continuing to be the last person standing to drop real hip-hop. And the fifth one, the fifth and final installment to it, you know what I'm saying, which I don't know when I might drop it next year. I don't know yet because I had did Ghetto City three years apart. I did Ghetto City 1 and 2 in 2010, and I did Ghetto City 3 and 4 in 2013. So I'm most likely might release it next year. I don't know. I got to see what the fans like. You know what I'm saying? The fans want it. I'm going to deliver. And uh, let me ask you, is there a, a website that um, you can give out to people who want to follow up and see if this comes out next year or um, where they can get it and stuff? Yeah, y'all, y'all keep up with me on my Twitter and my Tumblr, man, because I, I keep my Tumblr and Twitter updated often. So y'all cool. follow me on Twitter at uh, YoungKanoSSG and at uh, com. So y'all follow me on those and y'all keep up with what I'm going doing on a day-to-day basis and what's the status of my next projects and you know and letting everybody know that um also I am I am an actor too so I I'm shooting some movies uh next year too so Oh, very cool. We're going to talk about that when we come back here. Let's play Winter Circle and uh get into some music. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about your movie stuff and uh that's interesting cuz uh you know, I have a couple movie projects myself and some TV stuff in the works that uh might interest you, my friend. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Check this out. This is Winter Circle from Young Kano up the off of the upcoming mixtape, The Purple Haze Effect 2. Yeah. This is real hip hop. Real hip hop at its finest. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Let me drop bombs on ya, some real bombs on ya, some 90s style feel, that's that unsung on ya, I'm so hip-hop, everybody that should be my name, every time I go hard, y'all won't feel the same, this the life that it was chosen, it's that itch where it was given, paint a perfect picture, but that itch was never vivid, my life is like a puzzle, find the keys to the encryption, my world, my image, let's begin with prescription, y'all addicted to me, cause y'all never get enough, if you hate, then I laugh, cause y'all talking like y'all tough, I'm so hip-hop today than the 90s or the 80s Y'all losing all the steam, better pick up the pace See, I never been a slacker, so I'm winning in these laps Like a marathon, y'all rappers, this game is like a track An underground legend that's been gaining advantages Cobra is dying down, cause y'all know that I am talented I win all the time, cause it's winning on a daily Some call me cocky, and some call me crazy In a winner circle, so I'm running around people Every time I come, I wave at people, cause I see you. I win all the time cause it's winning on a daily Some call me cocky and some call me crazy In a winner circle so I'm running around people Every time I come I wave at people cause I see you This not a diss song so y'all need to get the message From the kingman down the line I'm respected in your presence I'm hip hop to the max I'm old school in the flow I'm too hot up on the track cause I'm better than you know To the new rappers out here Tryna bite another style Better change your song self Stop repeating like a I'm too original, I see it in my visual I know I'm gonna make it cause I see it through my physical Gonna make it to the top by a drop of a beat Win a circle, everybody that can't take the heat I was young with ambition, now I'm chasing my dreams Rapping for my fam cause it's all on me 
I do it cause the love and the passion is there Every song, every board has y'all thinking it here Everybody need to step up cause I'm mixing competition I murdered this rap game, truth kills all position I win all the time cause it's winning on a daily Some call me cocky and some call me crazy In a winner circle so I'm running around people Every time I come I wave at people cause I see you I win all the time cause it's winning on a daily Some call me cocky and some call me crazy In a winner circle so I'm running around people Every time I come I wave at people cause I see you Alright everybody, that is Young Kano with Winner Circle. The first uh track that we playing it we're playing it tonight off of the Purple Haze effect to the next mixtape coming up, uh coming soon to you guys. So it should be in uh it, it should be what, in uh about a week it should be finished, right? More or less the whole thing. Yeah, like the mixtape is practically done, just waiting uh for us for the uh put the drinks up. Then send it to the DJ, DJ gonna put touches on it and it's gonna be out to y'all convenience on September thirtieth. And we'll have visual for the, some of the records, like Winter Circle, Party Up, uh, Summertime, you know what I'm saying? A couple of more singles from off the uh, mixtape. And uh, we're also going to be shooting videos, and we're going to take a, we're gonna revisit some of the past mixtapes, like Ghetto City 3, 4, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. We're going to make a revisit. We're going to show y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to binge. Very cool, man. Now, before we went on, on the uh, the musical break there, you you know, you teased us that you're doing some uh, movie stuff. Also, uh, tell us about your your movie endeavors that you got you got coming up. Well, right now, uh, I just had a business meeting, you know, recently with a good friend of mine. You know, what I'm saying we actually started a production company. Uh, I can't get into too many details about that though, but we are actually coming out with some short films and some feature films. Like um, we're gonna be beginning shooting next year. Um, I'm right co-writing the one of them. And I'm Officially writing a, a, a script as we speak and I'm producing too. So, and I'm be starring in a couple of them. So y'all stay tuned for that, man. Y'all gonna love it too, bro. That's cool stuff, man. I got a couple of things in the pipeline. I might be able to uh, include you on later on, also. So, uh, that's cool, oh. man. Uh, are you looking to get more and more into acting in the future? I mean, is that something you're looking to, to do more of, or is being behind the scenes uh, something that you're interested in also? Uh, a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying. But my first love is always gonna be music. So, I'm, so that's gonna be my first. First thing I'm gonna always do, but music, but movies and stuff, yeah, I'm down to do it. That's cool, man. Do you like writing your own scripts, or right now, like you're in the process of doing that yourself? Uh, right now, I'm in the process of writing my scripts and stuff, getting the characters out. You know what I'm saying? Because on this first feature film, I'm not gonna get into too many details. It's gonna be a comedy drama. You know what I'm saying? I'm a comedy head, so I love doing a lot of funny stuff. So it's gonna be it's gonna be some comedy stuff, and then we're gonna have something that's really drama oriented and some little action comedy. That's cool, man. What is some of like your your favorite movies and stuff that influenced like your your style? Like you say, you like comedy. I'm sure you're you're big into comedies and stuff. Like what some some of the comedies you like? Like, like my favorite one is Don't Be a Menace. You know what I'm saying? A South Central. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, scary movies. Another one. Yeah, another one. Scary movie. Uh, that movie. Um, waiting. You know about the waiter and stuff. How to be messing up with people's food and all that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny movie. The uh. That game they play with the uh, the the balls, man. That was just the bat wing. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That's um, there's a lot. There's a, a lot of movies, man. You know what I'm saying? But 
like I said, my first thing is music, and first that's my first and only thing really is music. You know, you know, y'all know that that's the passion. If you have a passion for something and it's something that you love, you know, what I'm saying keep it selling it. And I and I love music. Besides making music, you know, I do acting too. So and and I'm also a video gamer, so I love video games too. So until I'm I'm trying to dibble into everything. Now tell us about also your uh, you know you have a backup uh, I guess group or, or you know uh, your uh, your your uh, rapping friends or whatever like your crew that's with you uh, my, my, a lot of these tracks. My, my, yeah, my squad, my squad, my squad. Yeah, like what's, what's the best way to describe? Because I don't want to like, insult anybody by you know having to think I'm demeaning their position or anything like that. So like, uh, tell us about your, your your musical family. Let's call them. My my, my squad is SSG. SSG stands for. Savage sounds gang. It basically right. means like we savages that come from the hood, and we and we got that sound that's very unique and it's hip hop oriented, and we that gang that's about to take take over the industry. You feel yeah, me? Who, and uh, who, are, who are some of the names in like in uh in the group? Uh, my name is Sue. You know what I'm saying? Cause we we really deep. We got Sim J. He's based out of Canada. You know, what I'm talking about uh, Ricky Blaze, based out of Toronto, Canada too. You hear me? Um. Got uh, the kid legacy. He's based out of North Carolina. Spades, Montana. You heard me. Um, Lil Dre. You know what I'm talking about. Just, just name a few. But we got a lot of people. You know what I'm saying. Shout out to all my SSG members. You know what I'm saying. Then I got the SSG fans because they, they know them. What, what we do. That's cool, man. And how uh, big is the fan base? You think uh, pretty large? Huh? You know, it's huge. Pretty, pretty, pretty big. We, we get yeah, numbers. Man. We get numbers. You know what I'm saying. I wouldn't like. Have people on my squad if we if I didn't know that you know they actually got lyrics behind them. That's a great thing about the internet nowadays, man. You can really like build your own brand and and just uh, expand on your own, and not really have to worry about some big mainstream corporation uh, putting your stuff out there. Uh, you're taking full advantage of it because I mean you're, you're putting videos out, you know, music, uh, mixtapes, and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, you're definitely on the right path, dude. You definitely are. Yeah, and the thing about it is I don't have no management behind me. I don't have no like. Promotional team behind me. I'm just doing this by myself. You know, I'm still looking for management, looking for, for people. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm just doing, uh, doing my, doing me. You know what I'm saying? Putting myself out there and trying to build a fan base under my name. Now, have you gone out and done shows and stuff locally, or is that something you're looking to, you know, put together? Uh, maybe a, a little mini tour or something like that for the mixtape. Yeah, I definitely plan on doing some of that next year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I haven't did a show in about a, almost a, well, actually a year and a, and a half. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been going through some family stuff and personal stuff. Um, but I'm getting back around to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to do tours and stuff like that, and, and and get in front of a crowd, perform again. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind being an opening act. You know what I'm saying? But I I, w- I definitely be a headliner because last show I did, I was a headliner. There you go. Where was, where was the last show you performed at? Uh, last show I actually did was around like March of last year, and I performed about a couple of thousand people. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Was it out in Louisiana? Was it in New Orleans? Or? No, it was in, it was in uh, home of Louisiana. I was basically supposed to just do two songs, but I ended up doing eight. Nice. You know what I'm so saying? That, that, yeah, that only happens when you get a really good fan reaction and crowd reaction. Yeah, so. yeah. Because um, I had well, I'm not cool with this person like that no more. But I had a former friend of mine. We had did his song, and really, I didn't like the song, but I did it anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the times of my heart, you know what I'm saying? I made the beat and everything. So we performed that. And the funny thing is, I didn't write no lyrics, and I actually freestyled the whole verse. So oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it took, I had to 
memorize my line. It took me like a couple hours to memorize it because I was just listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. And then when I performed it, I just got it down pat and I just um, performed it. And it was hot, you know. And then I did my uh, Ghetto City Two song, Southern Girls. And then I was I was supposed to be done after that, but then after that, I just started doing some more songs. They put more songs up, and after I did it, everybody came to me like, "Man, that, yo, that's hot, son." And I mean, yo, you got you got that talent, Shane. Nah, Shane, you you need to get out there more, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't let no don't let nobody stop your dreams, Shane. Nah, I mean, I I got you got that bar, son. You got that bar. Yeah, that's I mean, funny. That I've heard uh, a couple of uh, folks sound exactly the same way, but they were saying some uh, really crazy things to me, and with the same kind of voice. Uh, that's that's funny. Now, do you like freestyling? Because I know you do a lot of freestyling videos and stuff, also on YouTube. That's yeah, man, I do freestyle Yeah, I do freestyle sessions, man. I decided to do it like a year and a half ago. That's you cool. know what I'm saying. So you just started freestyling about a year and a half ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, how was but, that? How was that first first experience? Because I remember my first experience freestyling. Man, I was back in high school. We're talking. We're going back, circa nineteen ninety five. All right, just to, to throw back a little bit. And uh, I remember my first freestyling rap experience. I was uh, at school with a bunch of uh, my buddies, all rappers, and uh, we're like by the staircase, you know, just like a couple guys were break dancing, and and a couple of guys were just freestyling. They're like, "Come on, you know, Angel, come on, join in." I wasn't really going by the name Jack at the time yet. Uh, but uh, they were like, yeah, come on in, Angel, you know, just freestyle with us. And, uh, I, you know, I busted, like, maybe a 10-bar freestyle. It was, like, the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It was horrifically bad. But these dudes were, like, really, like, into, like, you know, into hip-hop. And, like, I hung around with them a lot. And it kind of stuck, you know, and I love freestyling. You know, tell us about your first experience freestyling. Oh, when I was around my people, you know what I'm saying, I was kind of nervous to freestyle. I used to freestyle around the house a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People thought I had Tourette's syndrome when I was rapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Same here, man. My but, mom was like, "Está loco." That's what my mom was saying. That means that you're cra- he's crazy. He's just rapping around like, like he keeps walking around, just saying things because she she doesn't speak English. Also, so it was one of those things. She just hear me like walking around rapping and stuff. So I had the same reaction from people, dude. It's funny. Yeah, but you know, when I was rapping around my people, it was funny. You know what I'm saying? I was nervous, but I I, I was getting bars together. And they thought I couldn't rap for nothing. But when I did it again, <laughs> I did it again, though. I proved the point, you know, that I can't spit. So, and ever since then, you know, like, I could, like, I could just freestyle like it's nothing. That's dope, man. Like, have you done uh, a lot of, like, battle sessions freestyling, or, or do you write most of your stuff? Because I know, look, there's a misconception that every uh, battle rapper that goes to these battle raps are, you know, freestyling. A lot of them have, you know, pre-written stuff. Most of it is pre-written. Uh, but yeah, when, I, when, like, I, when I when I battled rap, man, I didn't write nothing down. I just free, I just freestyled everything. That's true, hip hop right there. Because I've met some cats, man, and like you, you know, it's funny because I've been at battle sessions and I've met cats who who have made a name for themselves on the internet, and I've heard them repeat lines and repeat stuff, and I'm like, I, I know they wrote that down. Like uh, at, at the end of every you know? every battle rap, every after every round, they say the same line at the end of every round. So yeah, that's how yeah. I, knew, I knew it was written, but me, I don't have to write. I could just like. I, you know, if if you go first, I already and I, and you, I see what you're talking about. I, I know how I'm gonna get you fast. If I go first and I and I already know who you are, I can. I still know how to get you fast. Where well, let's do this. Uh, let's. I want to mute myself for about uh, a couple seconds here. Give us a little taste of Young Kano, the freestyle rapper. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell y'all right now. 
I was off the off the, uh off the thing. My phone about to die. <laughs> you hear know I me? Mean? Oh, no kidding. <laughs> my phone about to die, man. Here, real quick, give me some freestyle, and we're gonna go to uh to the next track. We're gonna play party up as soon as uh, as you're done. But give us a couple bars at least before your phone dies. Uh, I got a couple bars that's always in my system. Every time I spit it, man, I have to spit it like I'm about to find a victim who can get it. They want to talk, but they're going to have the issue. They're going to be crying at their funeral, missing out the tissue. You're talking at the side of your neck like the franchise boys. That's what you feel like. Dollar signs when you paranoid. I am a dog in the beast all up in the streets, and I can get some girls, and I can get some dying pieces. Them suckers can talk about it and perpetuate the steelo, saying they got some cookies but never sold a kilo. Want to lie about the rumors and talk about all the consumers they sold to, and now they want rap like they was Goku. That's like it's probably they. They just want the Dragon Balls. They thinking that they get money, but they can't never fall. They want to be storing like a myth like silver playing the tall but I'm a rapper that's been giving my all I might st- st- stutter like my name was stutter by but I know that I am a rapper man I know I go hard shoot I'm rapping on the Jack of Hate radio show and I'm just freestyling this ain't even no promo I'm just a young in the streets cause I spit that game and I ain't Tupac but yes I can get that street fame that street cred cause I'ma get that real bread and now y'all talk about y'all wanna rap but then y'all call it on the feds when somebody's shooting at you for a little bulletproof thinking that you wanna rap and then smoke through the sunroof now I'm just a rapper that's just chasing my dream I feel like I'm saying I'm just gonna try to get the cream like the supreme team and y'all just know what I mean it's not what it seems that you can scheme like you French Montana with no propaganda with no manners and everybody know that I'm rapping but you can talk without an answer that's what's up Young Kano everybody that is Young Kano check his uh, YouTube out Kano TV the real Young Kano look him up also on his SoundCloud SoundCloud again what is it give it to us uh, give us the link because I know your phone's about to die uh, SoundCloud.com backslash Young Kano. You know what I'm saying? SoundCloud.com backslash Young Kano. ReverbNation.com backslash The Real Young Kano. You did what I'm talking about. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Twitter.com backslash Young Kano SSG. You know what I'm talking about? And, um, yeah, hit me up on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash The Real Young Kano. And also, I'm still on MySpace, too. Don't get it twisted. MySpace coming back, man. MySpace.com backslash The Real Young Kano. I'll be back on MySpace. MySpace be hitting now, though. Don't get it twisted. MySpace starting to hit back, so. Yeah. You know, dude, you know it's funny. I actually reactivated my account. I had it uh, I had it taken down for a long time because, you know, MySpace was dead. But it is making kind of a comeback, with, especially with music, man. And, like, artists, if you're out there and you want to play your music somewhere and you want to have a, a professional-looking uh, little site, uh, a social media site just for music, MySpace, man, that's a good spot. I mean, the, the platform is awesome. It really is. It's kind of a lot better. I'll give it that. This is uh, Party Up from Young Kano, man. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, hopefully we can have you back on and uh, have you uh, a little bit longer next time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I definitely wouldn't mind coming back, man. Real talk. But thanks for Real having talk. me on the show, man. You know what I'm saying? We might as well do like a uh, listening session for the mixtape, man, next next show or whatever. Yeah, whenever that mixtape is uh, ready to, to finally drop, you know, you let me know. We'll have a whole listening session out here. I'll say no more, man. You know, I already know I got that, man. Sounds good. Young Kano, everybody, check him out. This is Party Up Inside the Jackal's Head. Everybody, we'll be back in a few minutes after. Get the drinks out. It's time to party up. Bring that ladies out. Get retarded, bro. Party all night. Go ahead and check. Go and party up. This is how it is. Get the drinks out. It's time to party up. Bring the ladies out, get retarded, bro. Party all night, go ahead and jig. Go and party up, this is how it is. 
it's just life, and we getting loose. Baby, get some rock, some gin, and some juice. Yeah, we going out, and it's a celebration. Having all the fun, without no hesitation. It ain't in a club, it's a house party. Not like kid and play, but we living on gnarly. We up in a building, rapping sauce and slang. The team's out with me, that is my gang. We gon' party till the sun comes up. Everybody feeling good, homie, that's what's up. All the ladies twerking, now nobody ain't lonely. The ladies going in, dancing on my homies. Drinks pouring up, sensitive been I'm lean. Man, I'm fresher than a mug, while I'm looking so clean. The little homies drinking like a little baby bottle. Women super bad, cause it's hard for me to swallow. Get the drinks out, it's time to party up. Bring the ladies out, get retarded, bruh. Party all night, go ahead and check. Go and party up, this is how it is. Get the drinks out, it's time to party up. Bring the ladies out, get retarded, bruh. Party all night, go ahead and check. Go and party up, this is how it is. It's my party, live as we want to. If you wanna smoke, then get high as you want to. Police ain't gonna stop us, cause we out on the streets. Yeah, these flippers coming out, but I got this dime piece. And she down to earth She the true definition of the team that twerks My party bumping, I'm feeling the groove It's a win situation, I never lose Like Cash it says, it's never enough If you get a bad chick, get just a touch My dog smoking, my homies lit The ladies want in, so I let them hit If you let them smoke, then they let us hit Knowing me, I'ma get it and I'll get her quick I love the party, I love the feel Every time we hit these spots, man, I get this thrill Get the drinks out, it's time to party up Bring the ladies out, get retarded, bruh Party all night, go ahead and check Go and party up, this is how it is Get the drinks out, it's time to party up Bring the ladies out, get retarded, bruh Party all night, go ahead and check Go and party up, this is how it is team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Superman, homepage.com.
The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban feller. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Monumental, but my life is never easy. But I gotta keep it simple. Born without a father and a hating grandmother, just living with my mom and my two favorite brothers. Living in the projects, broke with no lights on, pocket full of change, living a stepping stone. On the porch, see my people slanging rocks. Survival of the fittest, people carry for the Glocks. Selling drugs just to make a real profit Preachers on the corner telling dealers how to stop it But uh, life's hard through the days of our lives Broke without a pot to piss in so we strive I'm in the ghetto, rapping just to make it out Like a war zone, murders getting taken out I'm living bad cause I'm living in reality Living in the zone, up in wars of a casualty I'm giving y'all reality, Southside music Feeding y'all the real, not alcohol abuse it only way is to tell it like it is Grown man talking, this is not for kids I'm giving y'all reality, Southside music Feeding y'all the real, not alcohol abuse it Only way is to tell it like it is Grown man talking, this is not for kids Grown man talking, this is not for kids I'm about to tell you the real, yeah, how it is When you walk outside, a random bullet can shoot you you don't know how your life is about to be uh-huh. Life is a random story yeah. You only get one, you only get one shot of glory And I gotta get there, I gotta have it Young Kano, yeah you know it though Gotta get out the street in the struggle though I'm in Texas, doing what I gotta do Man, I gotta make ends meet 
For my family to survive all the shit get heat Electronics, that's what I sell I'm good at it, I'ma make bail In this world for the family to eat I'ma donate by all my royalties I'm giving y'all reality, Southside music Feeding y'all the real, not alcohol abuse it Only way is to tell it like it is Grown man talking, this is not for kids I'm giving y'all reality, Southside music Feeding y'all the real, not alcohol abuse it Only way is to tell it like it is Grown man talking, this is not for kids All right, everybody, we're back on Inside the Jackal's Head. That is Young Kano, Reality Music, and that is off the Purple Haze Effect, the first one. Uh, that's a little sample of what you're going to be able to listen to when you get the second mixtape coming out soon. Uh, that was a cool interview, man. I, I had a lot of fun with uh, Kano there, and I uh, look forward to having other shows with him in the future and uh, you know displaying more of his music on the show here. Uh, young, talented rapper, man, like I said on the show, uh, when he was on the inter- the underground independent scene, that's where the, the real talent is at. The mainstream lost me a long, long time ago. I've just completely had it, to be honest with you. And, you know, he brought up a couple names, and I brought up a, a name. Uh, those are artists that I really am not a fan of anymore. And I really wasn't ever a fan of Lil Wayne, to be honest. I've never really been a fan of his. Uh, but his music has really just gone off the deep end the last uh, 10 years. And uh, I'm not just not a fan of a lot of current hip-hop on the mainstream side, but... Uh, listen to uh, the underground artist, man. That's where the real talent's at. Uh, Shout-outs again to C-Now, Young Kano, and uh, Thin C, who is kind of an underground artist. I mean, he really shouldn't be. Like, Thin C is one of the most talented hip-hop artists like working today. How he is uh, not more of a big, big name is beyond me. He works, of course, with Mo Thug Records. Uh, we had him on the show here as a good friend and uh, really, really good guy. And... Again, really super talented musician. Again, a, a lot of the best artists are underground, so check out Thin C as well. Uh, we're going to go over some more news and have open lines. If anybody wants to call in and, and talk with me about what I'm talking about here news-wise or if they just want to throw in their two cents, please do so. We're going to be on for another 20 minutes before we go on our next commercial break, and we play another track from Young Kano. This is uh, Young Kano Night on Inside the Jackal's Head, and so we're going to play another couple tracks from him. Uh, but I got a news here, uh, which is a big, big news in the world of movies and entertainment. Uh, you know, it kind of relates. Uh, Young Kano's going to make music, uh, movies one day, so maybe one day he'll do a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh? You never know. He might get that bug to direct, and maybe he'll direct himself a, a movie like that. Uh, but big news in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is now the number one movie domestically of uh, in America, and that's the number one movie of the country in and. Um, Probably won't be number one this weekend, but it spent uh, a lot of time in number one. Uh, but Guardians of the Galaxy is finally opening up in Japan. That's right, folks. Uh, this weekend, Guardians of the Galaxy opened up in Japan with about 2.1 million, which may not sound like a lot, but that number means that it had a higher opening than both Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Thor, the Dark World. Now, after finishing in third place this weekend with $8 million in North America, the Marvel Studio movie has now a worldwide total of $612 million Monopoly bucks. 
It says here, analysts uh, believe that it will have no problem passing the $700 million mark following an opening in China next month, which should be very big. Through, uh, it says here, though whether it will beat The Amazing Spider-Man $708 million and Captain America's The Winter Soldier $714 million remains to be seen, but it's definitely possible, and remember I predicted on this show that it would get to $700 million and end up somewhere between $700 and $800 million, so... I think it's going to get there. I think my prediction is going to come true, and I predicted that, what, about a month and a half ago, two months ago, before the movie came out? Uh, it, says here, t- uh, it says, talking of Japan's uh, new poster, uh, which uh, reuses uh, some familiar images and uh, re- that has been released already. Uh, it says here, from the video of the bizarre animatronics uh, rocket answering questions, it's a creation which even director James Gunn admits freaked him out a little bit. And I'm looking at the poster now. Uh, let's see. I don't know why he'll get freaked out. I'm looking at the animatronics, uh, the video, it's kind of funky, but again, I'm going to post this on my um, my Twitter account, uh, in fact, I'm going to go do that right now before I forget. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, please do so, I, in fact, I'm going to start doing this more often on the show, because uh, I, I got questioned by a, a fan of the show as to why I don't give out my links for Twitter on this show, um, and that's a very good question, I, I you know, it never really hit me to give it out that that often. But uh, if you guys want to follow me again, it's twitter.com forward slash the jackal t h a j a c k a l. Follow me on Twitter, and I just posted that news on there on, on uh, the article with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which, by the way, I've seen a couple times now. And if you guys have not seen this movie, I mean, what the hell are you waiting for, really? It's an excellent movie. It, by far one of the best films of the year, if not the best film. It's really hard to, to decide which one I like more, Captain America, Winter Soldier, or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, or this movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, all three of those movies are just phenomenal. It's been a really interesting last few months for movies. Uh, the year was kind of stale. It's been only a, a few hits, but uh, the last few months have produced some good quality stuff, some some fun, entertaining stuff. And Guardians of the Galaxy is just uh, by far blowing everybody out of the water. I mean, this movie's performed epically well. Epically. I don't think uh, I've seen a movie uh, perform as awesome as this movie, considering that it really had no built-in fan base at all. Nobody knew about Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it was you know a very unknown title. Uh, very unknown characters, and uh, the fact that it's doing this well, when you know some people that I know predicted that it would bomb and, and flop, and just not do the numbers that it's doing, and now it looks like it's going to get to seven hundred million dollars again for a, a movie with characters that nobody knew. That says a lot. That that shows you the the power of the Marvel brand right now. Uh, Marvel is at an all time high, really, and this is the reason why Batman vs Superman moved. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, that movie moved out of the way because they knew they could not compete with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And when I say not compete, let's let's be clear on one thing: if those two movies would have opened up at the same time, the opening weekend, without any doubt whatsoever, would have gone to Batman vs Superman. That's just the way it is. It's a bigger franchise. Uh, in terms of uh, the scope of what you're, you're, you're seeing, you're seeing Batman and Superman in a movie, Wonder Woman in a movie. But if that movie was not good, the second weekend would have dropped at least 60-70%. At least 60-70%. Uh, Winter Soldier was so good that the, the hype for the third one is going to be phenomenal. So if the third one you know is as epic 
as it's shaping up to be. Sure, he might have lost the opening weekend. That's very possible. But if Batman vs. Superman is not an epic movie, guess what's going to happen week number two? It's going to be taken down by Captain America 3. So, you know, them moving that movie tells you a couple things. It says, uh, one, uh, they, they know the reality of how big the Marvel brand is right now, and they can't really mess with Marvel. I mean, they know that. Uh, two, they don't want to take that hit, because let's be honest, if both movies open up at the same time, they do kind of hurt each other, at, you know, a little bit. They won't make as much of the box office as if they open separately, which is what they're going to do. Uh, you know, now they're going to have Batman versus Superman, uh, what, a month or two before, so uh, with that extra time, it can make a crap load of money, it can make half a billion dollars, and then or maybe more than that, maybe $800, $900 million. And then at that point, when Captain America 3 comes out, it doesn't really matter as much, even though, let's just say, for example, it's rolling really good, and then Captain America comes out and just destroys it a month or two later, or two months later, uh, and, you know, it doesn't get to a billion. Uh, what would that say about this movie? Because this movie almost has to hit a billion dollars for it to be a, a successful movie, this Batman versus Superman movie. It has to hit a billion if it doesn't get to a billion, is that considered a, a failure? I mean, yeah, man. I would assume it, it. You know, it would be considered somewhat of a, of a failed uh, movie because this is something that Warner Brothers is really putting all their chips into. I mean, they're doing so much for this movie uh, that they're doing this and the Justice League movie back to back. So, I mean, the, the, all the cards are on the table for this movie, and that's another thing. If this movie flops, what is What's going to happen with the Justice League? Let's just, you know, throw this out there and let's say that for whatever reason the audience doesn't warm up to Ben Affleck as Batman and they just don't care for this movie and it could happen. Uh, you know, the last one, Man of Steel, got really negative uh, vibe from a lot of the audiences, so there's a good chance that maybe they just are not interested in this one. If that's the case, if that happens, where does that leave Justice League? Would that get completed? Because they're shooting these two things back-to-back, uh, -back, I believe. So, I mean, is that going to come out regardless? Would it be like what happened with The Matrix 2 and 3, that, you know, even though The Matrix Reloaded, you know, it came out, it did okay, but it it wasn't what the fans wanted, and it pissed off a lot of people, and they kind of had to release the third one anyway. And then the third one was a disaster at the box office. It just you know, it didn't do... Uh, yeah, they, I think it did like half of the business of Reloaded or something like that, if I remember right. Uh, I could be wrong, but it was very low compared to the first two. So, I mean, could that be the, the fate of this movie? And if those two movies bomb, I mean, what happens to the entire DC brand? So, I mean, they're really relying on these two movies coming up to really be the, the catalyst for the entire DC universe. And it's a little dangerous uh, considering the backlash the movie has gotten. But, look, bad news, good news... Good buzz, bad buzz. It's all news, right? That just means more people know about this movie, and at the end of the day, that could be a good thing, or it could be a bad thing, depending on who you know. Look at the Green Lantern, for example. That got terrible backlash from the fans. I mean, it's just the, the online fan community tore that movie apart, and then it bombed at the box office. So, uh, you know, Warner Brothers has kind of a, a tricky track record. And I, I'm kind of worried that, you know, this might turn out to be another Green Lantern mishap. And this one could be a, a lot bigger of a mishap uh, if it does turn out. So, you know, them moving that movie tells you a few things 
like I said. One thing for sure, though, going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody expected this movie to be this big. Nobody. Except for me. I've been saying it for over a year now that this movie was going to be huge. A few months ago, I predicted seven to eight hundred million. It's doing just what it's supposed to do. And it, here's another incredible thing, by the way. The movie's uh, going to hit seven hundred million probably now. That's what they're saying, right? Seven, about seven hundred million around there, maybe seven fifteen, seven twenty. If it does that, if it does cross the seven hundred million, I mean, it's already close now. But if it crosses seven hundred million, it would have made more money than Men of Steel. So at this point, um, that's another negative mark on uh, Warner Brothers because, uh, you know, Man of Steel, Superman, supposed to be bigger than this. It's supposed to be bigger than Racket Raccoon and Star-Lord and Groot. You know, it's supposed to be bigger than these characters and Superman, uh, you know, the first one didn't do as well. Now, granted, Man of Steel is uh, a movie released after the debacle that was Superman Returns and we all know how bad of a taste that left in everybody's mouth, so maybe that had something to do with it. It's kind of like that Batman Begins, uh, the, what do you call it, effect from uh, Batman and Robin, where Batman Begins should have been a much bigger movie at the box office, but because it was following a decade of no movies and the last movie was Batman and Robin, some of the fans were a little bit iffy on actually going to see this movie because <laughs> nobody really liked Batman and Robin. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, well, no, actually, you, there is one person. You jackass. Who liked Batman and Robin. He should not be named. You slut. But, uh, moving on, I have another uh, article here I want to get to, and uh, this is uh, boxing-related. Floyd Mayweather claims uh, Marcos Maidana, and I don't know if you guys follow Floyd Mayweather at all, but uh, he had a fight recently, and um, he remains unbeaten. Uh, now he claims that uh, Marcos Maidana bit him. This is the, the guy he fought. And uh, this was his 47th win, by the way. Floyd Mayweather's 47th win. Chew on that for a second. That's a lot of boxing. But in the fight, uh, which he did win, uh, he does make this claim, and you can kind of see it in the video. It does look like he bites him. So Floyd Mayweather worked far too hard against uh, Marcos Medina. Um, their last time out to have uh, to have to do it again in a rematch Saturday night. Mayweather dominated Medina from uh, the opening bell, using his boxing skills uh, to keep the Argentinian off balance and pile up points on his way to the unanimous 12th round decision uh, to retain his welterweight super and super welterweight uh, belts before the crowd of the MGM Grand uh, that sometimes booed the lack of action. It was a very boring fight, by the way. It really was. Uh, it almost came to it, it almost came at a cost though in a bizarre scene in the eighth round when Mayweather claimed that Medina bit him on the wrist while they were in a uh, clinch near the center of the ring. He bit me, he claimed. He yelled. Mayweather did. To the Showtime announcers working the ringside, Mayweather remained unbeaten in a remarkable eighteen year pro career. Eighteen years and he's still unbeaten. It's amazing. Uh, winning for the 47th time and doing it with such dominance that about the uh, see, the only complaint about the decision was that Medina, and, and I'm going to quote here, he says, I was uh, pressuring him and I was uh, the aggressor, Medina said. I won the fight. Uh, so he claims he won the fight. There's a claim that he bit Mayweather. You can kind of see it in the video. He almost looks like he is biting him a little bit. Uh, Mayweather earned at least $32 million for the rematch, bringing his uh, total purse to more than a hundred million dollars in the last year. 
Wow. I would take like 10% of that and be very happy. Very happy. Uh, though he wasn't marked up. Um, see, he wasn't marked up. He was upset over the bite, but, you know, there was no bite mark or anything. Uh, but he was yelling and screaming like he really... It almost reminded me of uh, the Holyfield Tyson bite, but obviously a chunk of the ear didn't come off in this one. He says here, We tangled in the center of the ring, but I didn't realize that it was... Uh, when I saw that he bit me, Mayweather said, after the eighth round, my finger was numb. I couldn't uh, even use my left hand. Ah, that's a little exaggeration by Mayweather. You think? Huh? Just a, a little bit? Exaggerating just a, just a tad there for you guy, Mayweather? Now, out of nowhere, 50 Cent just showed up into the uh, mix, and he came out asking Floyd Mayweather to read him a page from a Harry Potter book. And Floyd Mayweather stayed stunned. This is the build-up by Young Kano. We'll be right back on Inside the Jackal's Head. Let the sound play it out, cause it's time to let the beat build. Everything in motion, cause the beat has a good feel. Melodies are laid back with a little slate bell. Dashing through this beat, cause it rings like a PayPal now. It's time for class, put four balls to a beat. Dang the session getting live, bro, I'm feeling this heat. The melodies in police, so this song gets in the format. Now we need the bass with the kicks and some hi hats. Wow. With some sounds put together. This beat is that feeling, but it needs to be better. It needs a vocal, so I'ma drop my verse. This the life of a star as he putting in work. This beat got that swag, get yeah, that dope boy freshness. Got a smooth vibe, like me feeling how it's restless, man. Y'all need to hear how this coming out. Make you wanna get retarded off the wall, bouncing out. If you listen to the beat, then this is the build up. This is the build up. Track full of track with some bars, gotta fill up. Bars gotta fill up. Music is my life, but I got the beat to build up. Got the beat to build up, working in the lab, but I gotta keep it real, bruh. Gotta keep it real, bruh. Not a beat build, but I gotta make a change. I know it's missing something, but it's coming long range. This beat dope, so I gotta add a verse. I gotta make it happen, cause this beat is my turf. I love how it sounds, cause it flows real swiftly. Add some dope bars, cause it feels a little pithy. Heads being popped as I'm laying down these vocals. Media ain't around, but this beat is real social. This beat is real epic, like you're chilling real coastal. Laid back sound, feeling good, real postal. My dogs in the yoke, going hard on the track. My beats be going ham, make it harder than crack. I'm the dopest at the ish I do Think about this beat, make me feel so new I love music, man, I love hip-hop I do this for my people and I'm never gonna stop If you listen to the beat, then this is the build-up This is the build-up Track full of track with some bars, gotta fill up Bars gotta fill up Music is my life, but I got the beat to build-up Got the beat to build up, working in the lab, but I gotta keep it real, bruh. Gotta keep it real, bruh. Yeah, man. The real y'all kind of. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. 
And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. Theater could be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me, and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Are you tired of being lied to by the government when it comes to aircrafts that are flying over the skies? Let's explore the mysteries together. Tune in every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 a.m. Eastern. When Project Moondust was first exposed, the Air Force explanation to a United States Senator was that uh, we never had a project named Moondust. Behind the tree was this gigantic, huge glass dome. Skywatchers Radio. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. You're listening to PSN Radio, the best in talk radio anywhere on the Internet. Listen, baby, why you playing with my heart? Skips a beat to your love, girl, it plays every part, and you know that I want you, but you're playing with my emotions. A spell cast upon me with your lips like a potion. Your face is a 10, but that body up a scale. That mind got me thinking about some things that I can tell. But my love for you, girl, I swear it never changed. Even from a mile away, girl, our love remains the same. If you take me like I take you, but I never ever play you. I'm thinking on the song about on what I gotta say to you. I know we're friends, but I want to be much more. You thinking I'm a bad dude, what you take me for? I want to show you what the true meaning of love is The passion of a thought, show that what you thinking of If you love me, then I hope you gon' 
reply Cause I'm thinking about you girl I hope you all mind Emotions running wild I know shawty got me thinking If I really wanna But my mind gon' be blinking If I really wanna If it's yes or no If she leaves about the dope Cause I really don't know Emotions running wild I know shawty got me thinking If I really wanna But my mind gon' be blinking If I really wanna If it's yes or no If she leaves about the dope Cause I really don't know Okay, I hit you, but I know you still ain't caught me Pouring out my heart, but don't want any part of me You might be scared to talk to me, cause you're friends I want to take you out, cause I'm right up on my ends Baby, just imagine if we went up on our date We would have a good time, cause I know it's worth the wait, but Do she love me, or she loves her by her fashion? She loves me for the dollars, or she takes me as I am So many questions that I can't find an answer She makes my mind cloudy, so I need a real answer She said she loves me, but she never shows me though She never gave me the time like she really know me, yo I want you, girl, you're my wifey type material I'm pouring real love, cause I know we both are spiritual You got me thinking, girl, a lot about us Give us a try, just have faith and some trust Emotions running wild, I know shawty got me thinking If I really wanna, but my mind gon' be blinking If I really wanna, if it's yes or no If she leaves about the dope, cause I really don't know Emotions running wild, I know shawty got me thinking If I really wanna, but my mind gon' be blinking If I really wanna, if it's yes or no If she leaves about the dope, cause I really don't know Storm. All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head. That was Young Kano uh, with another blazing track off of his mixtape, The Purple Haze Effect. Again, uh, great mixtape, man. You guys really should go to, uh, to his website and download all the, the tracks on there. And check out, really, check out his freestyle stuff. The, he has really good freestyle. I know I've gotten a couple tweets already, and a couple people have messaged me saying they really liked his freestyle on the show here. Uh, but that's just a little sample of uh, what he has online. So really check out his uh, his uh, page and again is uh, soundcloud.com forward slash young Kano and again uh, Kano TV on uh, YouTube check him out. Uh, we're gonna move on to a couple of different things. Now, I was talking about uh, real quick uh, on the last segment before we went on break about Fifty Cent. I uh, made a little comment at the end there uh, about him and Floyd Mayweather. Uh, there's a whole beef there that is really really funny and it started a while back and uh, it, it's been reignited again because uh, you know Fifty the the, the ALS ice bucket challenge where he talked about uh, uh, he challenged Floyd Mayweather to read a page out of the Harry Potter book and uh, there's a funny video on TMZ that uh, there's funny audio accompanying it uh, so I'm going to go ahead and play the audio a bit here real quick uh, this is uh, TMZ's uh, talking about the feud and how it got reignited and stuff and uh, really funny stuff check this out this is again TMZ talking about 50 Cent responding to Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s recent comments and again, this is uh, stemming all the way back from the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge that 50 put out there. Check it out. 
We're going to start off with 50 Cent, the rapper reigniting his feud with Floyd Mayweather Jr. and just going off in a big way. So here's how this one starts. 50 Cent wakes up in the morning and he hears reports that Floyd Mayweather had been talking smack about him, right? Here's what Floyd Mayweather said. He gave an interview and he kind of dissed a bunch of the rappers that he's feuding with. He's feuding with T.I., he's feuding with 50 Cent, he's also feuding with Nelly. Here's what Floyd Mayweather had to say. I'm relevant. Mr. My life is this you know, I'm, 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 I'm something to talk about. A lot of these rap artists rap about certain things, but I really live it. Of course, we you know hip-hop artists, they come and go. They come and go. So 50 Cent hears that, right? He sees that, and then he puts out this video as a response. Take a look. I look at the computer, the computer say, Floyd said, T.I. Nelly 50. I'm like, what do you say me for? Nelly your first baby mama, Melissa, then took your fiance. Say that. Okay. <laughs> so what he's basically saying is, why are you mad at me? You should be mad at Nelly. He's so messy. I mean, he's such a kiss and tell type of dude. That's so ridiculous. There's no reason that he has to sit there and be like, blast all personal business, extra business that the world didn't even know about. Just, it's 50 being 50. He's well, a messy well, man. Well, he wasn't done because after that, he decided to go after Floyd Mayweather again. <laughs> Just watch. This is a special A-S-L-E-L-S challenge for you, Floyd. If you can read one full page of a Harry Potter book, I'll give 750000 to whatever charitable organization you want to. the bucket of ice, man. <laughs> <laughs> These guys hate each other. This is unbelievable. Hey, this is Unique. I'm calling from Atlanta. And, you know, I think 50 is hilarious. Wouldn't it be great for Floyd to take on the challenge, read the book, and have 50 really put his money where his mouth is that would and be donate hilarious. that money to a no. worthy charity? I think at this point that Floyd needs to read a page out of a Harry Potter book. <laughs> I, I think for a lot of reasons, A, it's for $750,000, make 50 give money to charity. And secondly, I want to hear him read from a Harry Potter book. Because no, I, I want to hear about Quidditch. I want to hear like Floyd talk about Quidditch. Quidditch and Hermione and all of these people. I want to hear those names come out of Floyd's mouth. All right, yo, look, so, so far Floyd Mayweather hasn't responded to 50 Cent's challenge, but stay tuned. This could get interesting. It could get ugly, too. Uh, 50 actually has been saying recently he wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. Now, check that out. 50 Cent fighting Floyd Mayweather, really? Uh, Floyd Mayweather, who is undefeated, as I said in the uh, previous article, and 50 wants to challenge him and fight him? Uh, 50 should stay in his ground, you know, and stay doing what he does best, which is rap music and movies and stuff like that. Um, you know, I know his rap career hasn't really been doing that well in the last few years. He hasn't put out any new, new music in a while, but, or, you know, he has a, a CD coming out. Isn't that right? Pete, right? He has a Pete, he has a uh-huh. now, right? So he should have something, uh, you know, to to boast about when it comes to music and kind of leave uh, Floyd Mayweather alone, man. He's gonna knock him the hell out. I, I don't know. I know Fifty used to box back in the day, but I don't know if he can still box. Uh-huh. Really? You uh-huh. think so? I don't know. I don't think I don't think he can box anymore, Pete. Look, he got shot in the face, dude. Right? Like he had reconstruction reconstructions reconstructive surgery on his face because. You know, he got shot in the face. So, I mean, I don't know if he could take a punch like from a boxer like Floyd Mayweather who hits very, very, very hard. So, good luck to you, 50, on that yeah, one. Man. Hopefully you don't get knocked the hell out because that would just be the rap for his career. No, wouldn't it? Yeah, but wait Yeah, but wait a second. No, no, that would be the end of a 50 Cent's career. If he gets knocked out by Floyd Mayweather, uh, that's it. It's over. 
I mean, there's no coming back from that. Uh, he will just literally have to completely go away. I mean, he's a rich, rich dude, so it's not like he has to disappear or anything. But he, did, you know, musically, who's going to take him seriously? I mean, they're going to pretty much. I uh, have no penis. That's what they're going to say if he gets knocked out by Floyd Mayweather. So I suggest Fifty just leave this one alone, dude. But I do want to hear Floyd Mayweather read a page. From a Harry Potter book, I I, I want to hear that so badly. Like that would make my life complete. It really would. Uh, oh my, are you kidding me? You turd. Read from that book, and you know Floyd Mayweather is kind of a scumbag. He of course um, beat his uh, wife as well. He's a wife beater, just like uh, that uh, the football player Rice. Um, he's not a very nice dude. In fact, he was recently uh, he came to the defense of uh, Ray Rice. And that kind of surprised a lot of people, and I don't know why it surprised people, because he's a wife-beater himself. You know, wife-beaters, uh, they, they tend to look out for each other. And I know there's a lot of people in the media and stuff coming out saying that they support Ray Rice and they hope that he doesn't lose his career and uh, that the NFL should give him another chance and yada, 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 but no, no, man. There, there should never be another chance for a person who does what this dude did. I mean, honestly, it's... I mean, it's beyond repair at this point. It really is. Um, Floyd Mayweather apologized for some comments that he, that he made about the running back recently, but uh, you know the damage is done. He did he did support him, and it's funny that Floyd Mayweather gets to fight again after he's done what he's done. He's had multiple problems with uh, his wife and girlfriends and stuff in the past. Uh, the domestic violence has been something that he's been a part of for a while now, uh, which is funny. He's a boxer, so you know he he's a, he, likes, he likes to fight, obviously, and. Uh, domestic violence from a boxer. Shocking, huh? Uh, but look, he supported, in comments, he supported uh, Rice. And now he's uh, backtracking and apologizing for some of the comments and stuff. But the, honestly, the boxing committee should have thrown Floyd Mayweather under the same bus that the NFL is throwing uh, Ray Rice under. Uh, they should both be banned from their sport. Neither one of these two cats should ever box again or play football again. I mean, honestly. This is not like, for example... um, you know, some dogs getting killed, right? This is a, a person, a woman, who was knocked the hell out, and the video's there. Uh, there's no excuse for that, you know what I mean? So this is a, this is something that uh, should not be excused by anybody, including the boxing committee, and they did kind of uh, ex- you know, excuse it by not throwing the book at Floyd Mayweather and throwing him under the bus and suspending him. Like, this guy should not make another penny in, in sports. He really shouldn't. I mean, when you do something like this guy has been charged in the past of doing, you know, it doesn't look good for you. It really doesn't. Uh, but, you know, him coming, it is funny because Mayweather was sentenced to a 90 days in jail back in 2012 for domestic abuse, right? So he's the perfect person to go and talk to when it comes to something like this. Like, you know, if you're if you're trying to make a name for yourself and you're interviewing, you know, athletes or whatever, uh, and you you have this story that just breaks with Ray Rice and, you know, you're, you're near somebody like Floyd Mayweather, that's the perfect person to go and ask. He just, you know, did 90 days in jail. And it was a reduced sentence, by the way, for hitting his uh, his ex-girlfriend. Now, it's interesting that he would be dumb enough to make the comments that he made in support of uh, Ray Rice. Uh, you know, uh, this is a person who's made, who makes a lot of money. $32 million for a fight. This dude has made a lot of money. You would figure he would know better by now, right? You'd think he would know a little bit better than... Uh, than this, but apparently not. 
uh, in the apology, he did say that if I offended anyone, I apologize. Uh, said Mayweather, he said, I apologize to the NFL. I strive to be a perfectionist, but no one is perfect. I don't condone what happened. I am not even involved in football. I'm a boxer. Uh, if I am not focused on it, I don't know why anybody else is. Well, because you're a scumbag who is beating his girlfriend, is beating his you know wives or his fiancés or whatever. You've been involved with uh, with this kind of stuff before, and then you came forward and you supported a wife beater. You know, you supported another guy, Ray Rice, who beat up a woman. And not only beat her up, my God, man, he knocked her the yeah, hell on. I'm talking about she was out cold, baby. Knocked out. I mean, there, there's no way this, this girl was going to get up. None. And uh, she couldn't. He had to drag her from the elevator over to... Uh, the you know the lobby area where the elevator opens up, and uh, you know in the video you see him like looking all like ah like I don't know I don't know what's going on like I have uh -huh. no idea, I, what happened, uh -huh. you know he, he tries to play it off but you know he is guilty as sin and I'm glad the NFL threw the book at him and I wish the uh, boxing committee would do the same thing with uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and anybody else who does this kind of scumbag move. Uh, anyway, guys, we're short on time here. We have uh, we have to go. Unfortunately, this has been a fun show with Young Kano as the guest. Thanks to Pablo for calling in on the first hour and uh, you know debunking that nasty rumor that's going around that I have sock accounts on Twitter and then he's one of my sock accounts because he's not. And well, thank you, Pablo, for calling in and clearing that up for the trolls out there who like to troll me on the internets. Until next time, everybody. This is Inside the Jackal's Head on PSN Dash. Radio.com. We will be back next week on this very same show. And I, I do have another guest coming up next week. In fact, the show's kind of booked up a little bit for the uh, remainder of the year. We have Terry Wickham who's going to join me next week. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're going to talk movies. Of course, he was with us, you know, for maybe a few minutes, you know, briefly on the last show we did with uh, uh, Tim Branham, uh, which shout outs to him. Awesome uh, interview. I was listening to the uh, podcast on YouTube today, and it was just an awesome show. I loved having that guy and all of those people on. They were just a, a fun, fun group to have on the show. And look forward to, to participating with them a lot more. And Terry Wickham is also, you know, uh, somebody who I've become really friendly with and a uh, brilliant filmmaker, and I love uh, promoting his stuff here on the show. And we're going to have him on a lot more in the future. So uh, see you guys next week on the 21st with Terry Wickham right here on The Jackal's Head. Coming up next, now on PSN Radio, stick around. Hey, The Outer Edge is on with Mr. Tim Schwartz and William Michael Mott. Uh -huh. That's right. The Outer Edge yeah! Radio, baby. Stick around for it. This is, again, been a lot of fun. This is Inside the Jackal's Head, and I'm going to go out with uh, another track here by Young Kano. Can't Stay Together. Off of the mixtape, The Purple Haze Effect. Uh, uh, yeah. Shout out to little Chris, man. You hear me? This song is for everybody that go through problems in relationships, you know what I'm saying?